Today on the podcast, we have an interview with Mark Mingarin. Mark is a competitive yo-yoer that is sponsored by CLYW and is a member of the Skills Collective. We talk about how Mark got into yo-yoing, how he creates his routines, and his involvement with Skills Collective. Now on to the interview. So Mark, let's uh, let's start at the beginning. So how did you get into yo-yoing? Uh, yo-yoing, I I actually saw that viral yo-yo god video from Hiroki Suzuki like early 2007. That came out in, like when he won Worlds in 2006, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I saw it in maybe winter 2008, 2009, um, and. I just thought, like, you know, I could, I should try this. I, I kind of like this. I've always kind of liked yo-yoing to some degree. Like, I haven't, I didn't really yo-yo before then, but yeah. So I saw that video. I was kind of at my cousin's house, and like, and my younger cousin had a toy chest, and I, we were kind of like just screwing around. And I saw mm-hmm. a uh, like the Ned Show Renegade. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. So Ned Show was like a like a program where these people would go and do yo-yo tours and then sell these yo-yos at schools. Oh, okay. Uh, similar to like what Recess is doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they sold Renegades, which Renegade is like a very good early stage yo-yo. Um, so I kind of just like took it from his toy chest because he didn't really care. <laughs> Sc- screwed around with it. I went on the yo forum, the yo chat room, okay. which is a really old site. Yep. And, act- and I-, I was like, oh, I'm new to this. What yo-yo should I get? You know, I should probably get a real yo-yo because this Renegade is totally busted. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, Elephark, Jacob Jensen, was on there, and he was kind of told me to get a kickside because he was a big pr- proponent of the kickside at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that, and yeah, I just started learning some tricks. I graduated high school like a few months after that, and then interned at Yo-Yo Nation. Or like worked at Yo-Yo Nation. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, and it kind of just grew from there. It kind of like just ramped up. <laughs> I met all these like great yoyers, and you know, uh, it was very uh, fast progression. That's pretty cool. So, like from there, how did you decide that you wanted to do like competitions and, and be involved that way? Uh, that wasn't until way later, actually. So I would, I would definitely say that I didn't care much for competitions for like the most the first six or seven years of my yoing. Um, oh, nice. I kinda, yeah, I kind of just competed because I would go to contests with friends and all my friends competed. So that was just a thing that people did. So mm-hmm. I would do it. But I think if you look at my earlier freestyle videos, you can tell like if I messed up, I didn't really care. Like, you know, it, it wasn't really well polished. I kind of just wanted to show off cool things on stage. I think the culture around competitions is very different back then. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until maybe... 2015 uh, I was kind of like done with yo-yoing to some degree I didn't really yo-yo as much anymore uh, I didn't find the creative aspect I kind of like grew out of the creative aspect of yo-yoing and I was thinking of just like dropping it to some extent mm-hmm. and I was talking to Zach Gormley who had just won Worlds that year and he was saying you know don't drop it at least try uh, like taking freestyles more seriously because that's the one thing that you just haven't really done and you know he convinced me so I started taking that more seriously he definitely helped me um get back into like 
the competitive aspect of viewing it, which is something I, I've never really taken that seriously, even though I've won like, you know, one or two contests before then. Um, and then in 2016, I started doing stuff with like scales and kind of it ramped up from there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Definitely a good, good group to get into. So, I mean, do you want to talk about a little bit like what you do with scales? Yeah. So scales is very, it's changed a lot, but, um, essentially it's a team of people who team of yoyoers, uh, that is like non company specific. Uh, and we try and help each other in terms of a competitive aspect. Um, there's a lot of like internal tools and like kind of feedback we give each other to help get better at competitive viewing. But I think since the like starting of that, there's definitely been a kind of community aspect where we kind of help uh, like newer yoyoers who are learning how to get into competitive yoyoing and how to make freestyles and mm -hmm. what tricks they should learn or do or what they should consider. Um, we kind of make resources for them. Uh, we give feedback on people's routines and like their tricks. Um, and as well as like host their own contests and think about the judging system and, you know, all kinds of competitive things. We also do some kind of community stuff where we have a podcast and yeah, it's like a media presence now as well. <laughs> yeah. And I, I personally find that like, really valuable like i know i really enjoy the uh routine <coughs> critiques from like worlds and, and all that I, I definitely see the value in that yeah it, it judging or yo-yo contest judging has been very non-transparent for a very long time uh like people would get placed at certain places at contests and they just didn't know why that happened or mm -hmm. like judges were not very clear on how they clicked and things like that and i think that uh since scales has been like incepted or like groomed popularity there has been like uh more of a transparency which is good yeah i, I, like, yeah. I, I definitely think it it kind of lifts the veil a little bit to see what's yeah, actually exactly. going on because i feel like before there was a handful of guys that really understood what was going on with the judging and they would just absolutely kill it and now it seems like it's definitely noticeable with the guys in scales like they're they're doing all the stuff they need to do and they're doing really well in contests yeah, typically in the past, like people who have done well were like people that were kind of knew the judges or like knew what they were supposed to be doing, kind of, you know. Uh, but now it's like you can have people who come from anywhere and they don't have to be friends with so and, you know, have the insider scoop and they can just learn publicly and, you know, grow that way, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Definitely, it leads to, uh, in my mind, more cool routines too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, we touched on like contests and all that, but let's talk about your style a little bit. So let's get a little more personal with it. So if you were to define your style for somebody, how would you explain it? Um, I think it's weird because I I definitely focused on creativity and making new tricks and things like that for the first half of my like quote unquote yo-yo career. Yeah. Um, and now I definitely focus more on competitions. I don't like yo-yo as much i guess in a way it's kind of hard to explain um yeah. but i think i think earlier on my style would definitely be more unorthodox uh a lot of like zoning uh which is when you use when you operate the yo-yo but in uh odd areas like behind your yeah. wrist over your wrist or behind and over your wrist or like through your legs or back or whatever um I used to focus a lot more on transitions, which was a very new school thing compared to like mid school yo-yoing, mm -hmm. uh, where you're 
what's interesting about a trick is the transition rather than like a show off trick. Um, I think newer tricks that I've made are kind of focused on creative ways to approach your judging system and you know ways to manipulate yo-yoing so that you can get more elements and you know do interesting things in that regard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. When I, I still make tricks for fun now and then, uh, much less so, but I just focus on what I like at the moment. I think that I prioritize, or I find interest in, like, tricks that have a new dynamic or a new feeling or kind of, like, yeah, they, they push you in an interesting way. Yeah, that's a cool way, and that's definitely, like, in my mind, I think that's a cool way to kind of branch out and evolve yo-yoing because it's not like you're doing the same tricks that just score points you're actually trying to find different ways to score the points yeah yeah definitely talking about your style oh and the other thing that i really liked about that and i know michael furtico touched on it a little bit but like it sounds like you you got that base of solid yo-yoing and it's like you don't have to practice as much anymore to build on that so i always find that like really valuable to hear yeah there's definitely competition fundamentals i think that most people kind of get a grasp on and then they have that as their like foundational base and they build upon that mm-hmm. um and i think that does evolve over time but it does it evolves slowly so it's kind of like something you have to check up on every now and then and then mm-hmm. yeah i think that competition judging uh competition yoing is very interesting because uh people like your strengths in competition yoing is based on what you personally find comfortable because some mm-hmm. hard tricks for some people are very comfortable for them versus hard tricks for other people and that's like how people progress in yoing in a way it's very uh so everyone has like even though there's a right way to yo-yo it doesn't mean that it's the right way in execution i guess yeah and that's i think that's cool because like you look at you know worlds every single freestyle and finals was completely different from one another like there were elements that were similar between every single one yeah, but they were just all so different. So it's really cool that you can get that individuality through the same base components. Oh yeah, and the the reason for that is because of the fact that people are different, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, these tricks that are really hard, some people find them easy, and some people find other tricks easy. And it provides variety, even if it's like a closed judging system, you know. And I think that's really cool to see. I I, I definitely noticed that in finals this year mm-hmm. that there was so many different styles represented, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, speaking of that, going back a little bit, so we all have those foundational players that we always look at, and they're kind of like our role models. So who would be those for you, for you and how have they influenced your style? Um, so I think definitely the most influential person to me was probably Rodrigo Perez, um, or Sid Steed is like another okay. what he goes by. Um, when I was interning at Yo-Yo Nation, he was pretty much one of the first Yo-Yoers I had met and he's like a very kind of legendary yo-yo at this point. Um, he created like a lot of very interesting new tricks and his approach to yo-yoing in terms of not just doing combinations, but finding or finding new concepts, but finding new ways to just look at yo-yoing in general. That's been a very influential thing to me. And I think it's a theme throughout like the way I've considered yo-yoing throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that Spencer Berry and David Ong probably fall into that. Isaac Sams as well. Um, nowadays, I like Evan Nagao a lot. Uh, I think that he, even okay, he's not underrated. He's like definitely appropriately rated. Yeah. But he, I think it is underrated 
I think he's in, underrated in that people don't consider how good he is at um, like reconsidering and transforming existing tricks in an interesting way. I think that he's very innovative, but not in the way that most people would think. Um, yeah. Yeah, the thing I really like about Evan is like his tricks. They're they're first off, they're really freaking hard. But they don't look all that difficult. Like you look at it, you're like, oh, I, I can do that. And then you look at it in slow motion. And you're like, what just happened there? Yeah, it's crazy. He's he's very talented in multiple ways. And I think that as 1A grows and becomes a thing where there's less and less new things to find, he is kind of on the forefront of the next step, which is, you know, regurgitating existing tricks, but like innovating it in a new way yeah making yeah. it his own making it his own in some degree yeah he definitely has specialized in this whole concept of like doing hard tricks that like finding the tricks that are hard that only you would find easy <laughs> mm, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. I, I think he, he he's told me himself that he tries a lot of really hard tricks and the tricks that come easy to him are the ones that he kind of like focuses on because that's things that those are things you find natural personally you know and that's like yeah that's how you become more unique yeah that's a that's a cool way to cool way to look at it yeah all right so uh let's talk about your creative process so like i kind of want to touch on this in two ways like how you prepare for a contest and like what that looks like um for like a smaller contest earlier in the year versus like let's say you're building up for worlds so let's start with like that smaller contest how do you find yourself like preparing for that I would say that when I make routines, it's for smaller contests, it's pretty methodical. Uh, definitely, I have a set of tricks first um, that I'm comfortable with and I know I can do. Um, and then I choose a song. And I think if you ask any Yo-Yo player, choosing a song is the hardest part. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's very hard to choose a good song. And once you find a good one, you want to stick to it. Um, and then... Usually, I just fit the song with the tricks and call it a day. Um, and I don't think too much more than that because being comfortable is like more important than trying to stretch yourself. And then for larger contests where you want to put on more of a show, uh, after fitting your song with the tricks, then you would fit the tricks to the song a little better by like even making tricks that are unique to that song or fit the yeah. song better. And then you would kind of engineer your execution of the tricks in the song for cleanliness and like fitting things and performance components and things like that. Cool. So, I mean, you're basically just like taking, you're taking those core tricks that you'd use for that shorter freestyle and then just kind of tweaking them here and there, adding a couple elements to make it fit the music better. Yeah. And obviously the more time you have, the more you can uh, like finesse and figure out all the little details and it works out better um but usually for smaller contests i just don't prepare as much and so i i wouldn't say it's rough but like i kind of just have a more clean cut approach to like <laughs> yeah yeah and that that makes sense too just from like a judging standpoint because it, it gives you room to kind of play around and if you knock one out of the park for that shorter contest you're like all right i'm going to pull a lot from that and put it into the the big one versus if it didn't score yeah. as well you're like all right we're not going to go that route again yeah and also for um and i guess this is unique to me but like practicing for larger contests i get to uh get feedback from like 
you know, skills or friends or whatever, and then mm-hmm. kind of get feedback and re-engineer things in that way. And I think that's very valuable, and people don't do that enough. Or people are doing it more often, but people used to mm-hmm. not do that very often. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So uh, let's talk about your your setup. So what's your current contest setup look like? So like what yo-yo are you using and all that good stuff? Uh, yeah, I use the Caribou Lodge Akita. It's my signature yo-yo from Lodge. Um, I'm very, very comfortable with it. It's like one of the best things ever. I can't imagine using anything else at the moment. Um it, yeah, it's wide. It's like it helps. It like spins forever. It's so good. Uh, I use the Salmon Fade, which is a red one. Um, okay. I use CTX bearings, I believe. It's whatever is inside it. I don't okay. really. Yeah, I'm not really much of a like yo-yo collector, and I don't really f- like stress over the details of yo-yos that much. I don't even know how to like chain clean a bearing. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been very fortunate to like have sponsors and things mm-hmm. like that but i think i think they're ctx bearings okay, um cool. and i'm sponsored by kitty shing so i use kitty hot pink normal nice uh, i sometimes i'll use kitty 1.5 i believe 1.5 nylon mix which is it moves faster mm-hmm. um and but it's less it wears out faster i think okay so yeah cool and then uh What's your string length that you use? Oh, my string length is actually I I just talked to Jake Bullock about this over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, so I everyone has weird ways to do their string length. I put my yo-yo on the floor, and then I put the string up to my belly button, and then I put my thumb in my belly button, <laughs> and then like like pinch the string into my belly button with my thumb, and then and then put my other hand on top of my <laughs> thumb and then measure like three finger lengths above my thumb, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. And then cut the string, like, or wrap the string in a loop on top of my, like, pointer finger on the other side of my hand on top of my other thumb. All right. And then cut the loop on top all of right, that. So it's right. like, it's essentially my, like, from the floor to my belly button plus the length of my thumb, which is about one inch, like, the, the okay. top end of my thumb. Plus, like the width of my four fingers on my other hand <laughs> but it's very consistent every yeah, time so. I, I think yeah. that's the most important thing with that is just being relatively consistent yeah so it seems like it's one extreme or the other it's either belly button length or like way too long <laughs> yeah and everyone has like weird ways to get the perfect length that they have I, I like this way because i can alternate like the finger lengths that I use at the very end. So if I want it a little shorter, I'll use two fingers. And then if oh, I nice. want it full length, I'll use four fingers or something like that. Yeah. So you can kind of I think that's like I mean. micro adjustments. Yeah. The micro adjustments. Exactly. Nice. So, uh, I do want to kind of pick your brain about the design of the Akita. So like, how did you basically come up with that or what did the design process look like for that with CLYW? Yeah, it's very interesting. So, um, I think one of my favorite, non-caribou lodge yo-yos is the clash cube um i don't know if you're aware of this it's the yo-yo creation clash cube they made it for the first 44 clash and they only made like 10 or 20 of each color like a very small amount um but it's an amazing and beautiful yo-yo it's very good it's 44 mm by 44 mm by 44 mm oh, <laughs> so nice. it's like yeah that's why it's called the clash cube it plays very 
awkward and interesting and it's very smooth the only thing about it is that it has this thin rim that will like break the entire yo-yo if you drop it on the ground uh, okay so so i think more than half of the clash cubes in existence are broken <laughs> yeah so it's very interesting anyway my uh like my good friend sid seed or rodrigo Perez, yeah uh yeah. that was kind of like the big the yo-yo he used and yeah i just find a really good yo-yo anyway i wanted to make a yo-yo that was kind of had that feeling um but good for competition as well so i bought a clash cube uh with the help of a yumu and sent it to chris and he cut it in half and we kind of like inspected it and saw what kind of made it play the way it did um and the first proto of the akita played a lot like it but it didn't spin long enough for freestyles. Okay. And so that's how the really big ring came in. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah, that like massive ring because that kind of helped do that. And now it doesn't play as much like a Clash Cube anymore. Um, but yeah, the big ring plus like that weird shape and the weird offset of weight, that's kind of how the Akito came to be. Yeah. <laughs> Nice, that's cool to hear. And it, it is, it's a beautiful yo-yo. I'm always impressed whenever I see it, like on Instagram okay. or something. Yeah, we, I worked on it with Chris for quite a while, and I'm like thankful that he had the the patience to work with me on it. But um, yeah, no, I just wanted to make something that was, I could just use in any context. Like, I like using the Akito even not for competitions, just to throw for fun. Mm-hmm. And then for competitions, it's still really good. Um, yeah, it's kind of just my, like, my one you know it's, it's like, like the, the perfect glove for you yeah it's like it's like men's best friend in a way you know it's yeah. it works out really well yeah it's perfect i know that's that's always a good feeling when you find like the perfect yo-yo for you and it's the only one that you need i know yeah no i'm very happy with that i rarely throw other yo-yos nowadays i just mostly throw the akita uh and i have like other yo-yos and they just sit around um there's like one or two yo-yos i use as like practice kind of like prototype videos to like try out tricks that are specialized for certain kinds of tricks. Got but it. for the most part, I just use the Akita. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So uh, let's go on to what your uh, 2020 schedule looks like. So do you have any contests or anything like that that you're, that you're shooting for this year? Yeah, it's a pretty busy contest schedule. Nice. It's always kind of packed. Uh, so it's January 18 today as of this recording. Uh, I'm going to... P- I'm hosting Skills Open Volume Three, nice. uh, which is in on February 14 and 15, I believe. Uh, it's an online contest. Uh, it happens where I'm sitting right now <laughs> in my apartment. Perfect. Uh, which is which is really nice. So I'm not traveling for that. Yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll throw a, a link up for that in the show notes as well. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an online contest I'm hosting. Uh, with you know scales obviously and people submit their videos and then we kind of like treat them as real freestyle videos online and then it's a whole event it's really nice um for people who are listening that want to get into yo-yo yo-yoing but like don't have the means to travel to a yo-yo contest or the kind of like are afraid of getting on stage and stuff like that i think it's people have told me it's a really good learning experience because it's it's like a comfortable version of being on stage and you get feedback and it's you know in total it's a very good experience for everyone yeah i mean it definitely seems well worth the the price of admission yeah 
just on the feedback alone for the freestyle, especially with like the time of year that it is. Cause like I know some people, they, they'll use the same freestyle all year and it's like, it's a good, it's a good dry run for oh, the competition definitely. season. Yeah. And the registration cost is also like way cheaper than uh, like current registration costs are starting to get kind of expensive. So mm-hmm. this is relatively pretty cheap to enter. Yeah. And it's nice. Cause I mean, renting a facility is not the the cheapest thing to do in the world so you eliminate the big yeah. cost right off the bat yeah yeah no definitely it's just my rent i guess <laughs> um yeah so i'm hosting skills open i think two weeks after is pnwr i'll be there nice um i'll be competing in 1a and then i think two weeks after that i'll be at ma states um and I'll be there with all the skills people, and it'll be a low-key kind of contest for me. Uh, but after the night of MA, we're flying out to Europe, cool. <laughs> uh, and we'll do some stuff in Europe, and then EYYC, uh, European Yo-Yo Contest, is the weekend after. Nice. So nice. that'll be in uh, Bratislava, it's very, or outside Bratislava, yeah. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a dead period, and then Northeast Regionals and Mid-Atlantic Regionals. Uh, which are both on the East Coast for me, and then Nationals and Worlds. Cool. Um, I think somewhere in between there, there will probably be a New York contest, like Unparalleled Open. And then Skills, I think we're trying to host two contests this year, like live. Nice. So, nice. yeah, it's a very busy. <laughs> yeah, and especially, like, I'm excited to hear that, because I, I know I've heard a lot of good feedback about the Las Vegas Open. Yeah, it it was just everything came together so well. Uh, I'm really happy about that contest, and like, it was a different kind of judging system. Everyone was really having fun. Um, you know, I think everyone pretty much enjoyed it, so that was really happy to see. It. So we're trying to do two skills online contests this year and two live events. Nice. Um, nice. So that'll be like our little skills circuit in a way. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool to see how you guys have been growing that through that contest front. Yeah, uh, big shout-outs to Andre from Yo-Yo Expert for really, like, really putting that together with us, you know. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do it without him. Cool. Yeah, Andre, he's definitely – he's such a valuable part of the community. Oh, yeah, he definitely does a lot. And I always really like that even though he's kind of like a businessman at this point, you know, he owns Yo-Yo he's really a Yo-Yoer's Yo-Yoer. Like, he'll – He'll sit and talk about tricks all day, and he's really open to new ideas. And he he really cares a lot about yo-yoing, mm-hmm. like way more than even I would. He's like a real lifetime yo-yoer. Yeah, man. And you can like yeah. see. So like I interviewed him for I think it was our last episode. And man, whenever we talked about like teaching yo-yo, you could just see his eyes light up in like such a genuine way. It was it was really cool. Yeah. yeah no, he 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 operates a business, and you know that comes with a cost. But like he's definitely in it for yo-yoing and not like for money monetary yeah. like you can definitely tell he's in in the mindset of like the rising tide lifts all ships oh yeah so definitely. yeah it's good to have somebody like that in there so all right so we're going to move on to the next part of the interview which is our rapid fire five questions so i'm just going to shoot off questions most of them are yo-yo related okay a couple of them aren't answer with the first thing okay. that comes to mind and uh okay. we can we can dive into it a little bit hopefully this goes okay <laughs> yeah yeah it it'll be fine so uh all right all right first question so what's your favorite old school yo-yo so let's say like 2010 or older mini moti and superstar (laughs) all right yeah cool so uh next one basic yo-yo trick that took way too long to learn um 
I still don't know follow. Like, I tried right. learning it, kind of got it once or twice, and I still don't. Like, I can barely do it. Yeah, that's one that's kind of, like, hit or miss. Like, <laughs> There's this weird thing where the string goes over your hand, and yeah. then, like, you recatch it, and then... I think I, I ended up finally learning it at some point, and I just never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because I yo-yo with Andrew Bergen a lot, and that's, like, yeah. he loves that trick, so... <laughs> cool. All right, uh, favorite discipline outside of 1A? Oh, uh, I do 5A. Okay. So, yeah, I've been competing at 5A for a little bit. Um, I actually wouldn't say it's my favorite discipline. <laughs> Sad to say. Uh, but it's just the first thing that came to mind. Um, cool. Yeah, what would I, you say is your, your favorite, even if you're not competing in it? Probably 4A. Okay. Yeah, 4A is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was good at 4A. Yeah. I I tried to get into it when uh, Ben Condi was, like, the big guy. And uh, – the kid who I shared an apartment with in college that lived below me uh, put an end to it. So kept dropping away <laughs> too many times. Yeah, I live in an apartment in New York and like you just can't do 4A. No. It's just not a thing you can do. Yeah. All right. So next one. What's your favorite hobby outside of yo-yoing? Board games. All right. Any I in play particular? A lot of, huh? Any in particular? Yeah, I play a lot of Terra Mystica, um, which is like a Euro, economic Euro. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely board games. Um, I'm like a scientist by trade, like a data nice. scientist, mathematician by trade. So a lot of my friends at work and stuff like that are also into board games. So it's just like a thing that we can do together. And, you know, I've also bonded with a lot of people. I think board games are in an interesting place right now. There's like a renaissance to some degree. And with like the scope of how things are becoming more digital and people aren't connecting as much, like it's a good way to connect with people and hang out on like a real life level mm -hmm. so yeah uh my favorite term is to i would put and i'm looking at my board game collection across <laughs> nice. the right now race for the galaxy i'd put up there as well twilight struggle and all gmt games and yeah those are definitely my top three i would say maybe glory to rome so yeah terra mystica glory to rome race for the galaxy maybe other culture twilight struggle <laughs> cool yeah all right so last one so what's your uh, favorite freestyle from worlds 2019 well it's 2019 Nate daily yeah that one was that one was pretty <laughs> insane <laughs> yeah oh it's a it's a flash question. I might have said Hajime's foray routine, but I think I'll stick to my Nate Daly first gut reaction. Yeah, yeah, that one was just to see like one. I I'm a sucker for a good comeback story, so yeah. like there was that on top of it, like not making finals at nationals, and then just the standing ovation, just how he killed it. The energy was just unreal for that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, like, Nate is such an interesting person. He stayed at my place for, like, a few days after Nationals. I got to talk to him a lot, and, like, uh, I don't know if you're aware, but his, like, entire house burned down uh, in the Paradise Fires last year, and, like, he lost a lot of things, and he had just such a positive energy. Um, yeah, no, I learned a lot, like, hanging around him. He's, like, a really, really awesome person, and to just see him do so well at Nats with that kind of energy and, like, just it's not even about yelling at that point like he was on stage and like yeah he did well but he kind of just demonstrated yelling in a way that was 
more than just yo-yoing you know it was like really definitely my favorite <laughs> yeah i mean there was like he had just such a different feel to it than like any other freestyle like you could just tell like how thankful he was to be on that stage exactly where he was yeah. and yeah i don't know it was it just it makes a statement about yo-yoing in general it's not even about the freestyle at that point yeah there's something really beautiful about that yeah definitely yeah. all right we'll pretty much wrap it up there i mean you want to go ahead yeah. and like plug your instagram and all that good yeah stuff. you can follow me at uh c-l-y-w-l-e-v-i it's caribou lodge levi um obviously i'm sponsored by caribou lodge shout out to them as well as scales and uh not yo-yo expert but yo-yo expert help us helps us a lot so shout out to andre and yo-yo expert um the a new run of my Signature AO, the Akita, is coming out in 2020, uh, later this year, as well as the Basecamp Pariah, which is my AO with Kieran Cooper from SF. Nice. And yeah, we'll be running Scales Open in two weeks, plus Scales Live contests later this year on the West Coast and maybe even the East Coast, um, as well as like another Scales Open later this year. So uh, tune in for that. And also, like, you know, Scales is putting out content all the time, so you can. Uh, hit us up at Scales Collective on Instagram. Yeah, I think that's everything. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for your time.